You're listening to the Five Questions Podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Shawbell. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is former monk turned social media phenomenon and author of Think Like a Monk, Jay Shetty. I first met Jay several years ago in New York City and right away I knew he was someone very special with a bright future. In one of our early conversations, he mentioned his interest in writing a book called Think Like a Monk and that book was just published today. This is our fourth interview and he's my only return guest. I caught up with Jay to dive deep into the major themes and ideas in the book for this podcast episode. When we first met, I just noticed right away that we had similar values, so we connected quickly and then everything was grown from there. And you start your book talking about values. So how do you figure out what your values are and then start to notice those values in other people? See, here's the truth. If you want to really know your values, look at where you spend your time and look at where you spend your money. That is a genuine view of what your values are. So people say, oh, do a reflection exercise or look inside yourself and ask yourself what your values are. The truth is your values are what you spend your time and what you spend your money and what you spend your energy on. So let's look at time, for example, right? We spend a third of our lives in bed. A third of our lives, right? We spend countless hours getting ready every day. So in your lifetime, I believe a woman takes about 150 days a year to get ready, and men take about 43 days a year to get ready. And so you're spending all of that time over a lifetime actually just taking care of your body. So, so much of our money, for example, most of us spend most of our money on rent, right? 25, 30% of our money is spent on rent. So our values are dictated by where we spend our time and where we spend our money. And what I recommend to everyone in this book and outside of it is do a audit of where you spend your time and money and ask yourself whether that feels right. If you do that activity and you're like, oh wow, like this is exactly what I believe in, then you're winning. If you do that activity and you're like getting scared by the numbers, then it's time that you need to switch. And that leads to the next thing is like, there's so many different things competing for our time now, especially with social media. We want instant gratification, there's a fear of missing out. Uh, we just are constantly being bombarded with news, fake news, non-fake news. And how do we decide what to listen to, what, you know, how to get more into a headspace where we're not just following in someone else's footstep or just taking things at face value so we can kind of move forward and, and do what we're meant to do, not what others expect of us. Yeah, I read somewhere that we're exposed to more negative information today in 24 hours than we were in our whole lifetime 25 years ago. That's insane if you think about it. So the amount we're having to process, whether it's notifications, alert, news messages, it's just completely sensationalized and catapulted in terms of volume. And to make sense of that, that's where the values become so important. Because if you don't have a core set of values that you've defined and guiding values, it means you're constantly being guided by everyone else's. There's a beautiful statement in the Bhagavad Gita that I quote in Think Like a Monk, and the verse says, better to live your own life imperfectly than to impersonate someone else's life perfectly. And I think all of us, at some point in our life, come to a moment of reflection where we think, I think I'm living someone else's life. I'm doing someone else's job, I'm doing someone else's career, I'm doing someone else's passion. Like, I'm not actually living the life I want. That happens a lot in the legal and accounting field. Huge, huge. If you want to be a doctor, your parents did it, so 
that's the model you see in front of you. If you can't be what you can't see, as you said. Exactly, exactly. So I think we get to that moment and that's why if you have your guiding value set up, every opportunity that comes up, like for example, it would be great to get to a point where I get an opportunity and I could say to it, actually, you know what? Dan would do better at this opportunity. Why don't I give it to him? That would actually be maturing in your values and that would actually be maturing in knowing what's right for you and what's right for someone else. Or you're able to look at something and say, that is definitely for me because my values are so aligned. But actually I could find things that my friends would do better at and I should be able to introduce them to that. Does that make sense? Yeah, and yeah. then actually values follow intention. So like being intentional about who you're spending time with, where you go, your work environment. Can you talk a little bit about setting those intentions and then just falling through on them? Because a lot of people talk a big game, but action doesn't follow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, intention is the why behind what you do. And, and here's the interesting thing about intention, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I have, I have two separate clients who give a lot in charity every single year. Let's say that their charity amount every single year is in the one to five million dollar range. They both give the same amount in charity. One does it for press and publicity, and the other one does it because they really believe in the cause, and they really want to serve and support the people that they're donating money to. Which one's happy? The yeah, second one. The second one, of The course. second one. It's the intention doesn't affect whether the kids are helped, whether the money received at the end helps the people change their lives or whether the money has an impact. That happens either way. But the intention defines whether you're happy. And that's what I love so much about it. So for me, when it comes down to intention, one of my favorite activities is look at every opportunity that you currently have and above it, write why would you do it? So I'll give you a really easy example. I'm sitting here with a podcast with you, my friend. And I was like, why do I want to do this? Because it's my friend because I know you have an incredible audience, because I know you read the book and took the effort to take the time so that you could ask me important questions. So there's care, so why am I gonna do it? To reciprocate with that love, care, and approach that you've taken. That's my intention. But let's say I get invited to do something and my intention is just money, or just ego, or just pride. Guess what? That's what you're gonna get from it. You'll get ego, you'll get pride, and you'll get money, but it won't give you satisfaction. It won't give you happiness. It won't give you joy. And so the intentions that give joy and happiness are intentions like love, care, compassion, kindness. And the other intentions, i.e., yes, we all sometimes say yes to things because they just make money, but just know that all you're gonna get is just money. Yeah, one of my favorite parts of the book is when you talk about getting to the root of the problem and you say, ask why, why, <laughs> why, why, why. Can you give an example about how you did that in your life? So I talk about something in here called the why ladder. So in the book, Think Like a Monk, I talk about how to build a why ladder because mostly what we're dealing with is like our superficial fears or we're dealing with the latest trend and news that's upsetting us but we're not really dealing with the root. And the problem is if you're not dealing with the root, you can't really solve it. You're just dealing with another symptom. So an example is that I was, you know, let's say I was scared of going off to become a monk and worried about what that meant. And so I asked myself, why am I scared of that? Because I may never get a job again. Okay, why am I scared that I may never get a job again? Because I may never be able to make money or support my family. Okay, well, why am I scared of that? Well, because I don't want to let my parents down. It's like, well, why don't I want to let my parents down? Because I don't want to let my parents down. And then you're, all of a sudden it's hit you that that is the root cause of why you're not taking this moment. Now you can actually focus your energy on overcoming that fear 
rather than what you thought the fear was, which was, I'm scared of becoming a monk, right? And so, so many of us are not making that career change because we think we're scared of something, but we haven't really found the root of our fear, and so we don't deal with the root of our fear, and that way it consumes us. And what's your best piece of career advice? My best piece of career advice, go really, really, really deep into becoming an expert in your passion. And so I have this rule right now, every year I should be doing something that I love. So there should be something in my life that I'm loving. Right now what I'm loving is my podcast on purpose. I'm in love with doing it because I've been doing it for a year, I've got into the flow. Every year you should be doing something that you're learning. So you should always be learning about what you want to do the next year. If you're not learning a year in advance, guess what? That dream is not happening. So when I was writing the book, I learned how to write a book the year before, so they made writing easier. The year before I launched the podcast, I was learning how to launch a podcast. And then every year you should be launching something. Mm. So this is what I'm launching this year. This is my focus this year. So every year, pick something that you're learning, something that you're launching, and something that you're loving. The love gives you satisfaction and happiness. The learning gives you excitement and curiosity, and the launching gives you a new learning curve, a new risk, a new excitement. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Jay. To follow his journey, you can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where he shares inspirational videos, motivational quotes, and heartfelt messages. And you can watch the entire video interview by going to youtube.com slash danshawbell.